with the help of Hashem's Barach, we begin episode one of Torsky Torah podcast. These Divrei Torah come from the Kovet Yiram Hayam, which is a collection of Rabbi Michal Torsky Shlita's Divrei Torah, words of Torah and Avoida gathered and ordered from the Rebbe's lectures and his writings. Our rabbi and teacher, Harav Yabichil Mechel Torsky Shlita of Milwaukee. This edition has come out for the week of Parshas Toldus of Tufshin Ayin Hay through the Machoin Yiram Hayom here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This week's group of lectures are dedicated for the Eli Nishmas Eliyahu Ben Reb David Olav HaShalom. If you would like to receive the Kaivates through email, or if you would like to dedicate one of the weekly releases, you can send an email to Yiram Hayam, that's Y-I-R-A-M-H-A-Y-A-M at gmail.com. I am simply translating the rabbi's words, hopefully with not, with not without adding anything of my own, simply for the English-speaking public to enjoy the Rebbe's drushes, Mietoshem. Parshas told us this first piece is from the writings of the rabbi himself, and he did look at it and added his own notes. We're not sure of the date. Pazik says, Vayigash vayishak loy, that Yaakov came close to Yitzchok and Yitzchok kissed him. Vayarach esrech vegadov, and Yitzchok smelled the odor of his clothing. Vayivarchehu, and he gave him a bracha. Vayoymer, and he said, to, and he said Re'ei reach b'ni, see that the scent of my son, Kereach sadeh, is like the scent of a field, Asher Baruch Hashem, that was blessed by Hashem. So the Rebbe explains, Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis on this Parsha, and in the Medrash it's section 65, subsection 22. The Medrash brings an example there of people who, who sanctified the name of Hashem when they died. Those people were Yoisi Mishisa and Yokum Ish Tzrurais, Yokum the man of Tzrurais, and the the Mefarshim, the, the commentators on the Mish, on the Medrash explain that the Medrash is, is darshaning is explaining the word bigadov, which literally means his clothing, and they're darshaning it as if it were written bigadov, those people who rebel. So bigadov, his garments, is read as bigadov, those who rebel against him. The Medrash wants to say that when Yitzchak smelled the scent of his son Yaakov, he realized that the descendants of Yaakov would include people like Yosemishisa and Yakum, the man of Tzreiros, that even though they were wicked, in the end they did tshuva and they sanctified the name of Hashem. Rashi writes on this Pasuk that Yaakov put a, a pleasant scent into the clothing. And it's the scent of a field of apples. That's Rashi, you can see there. Now, it would be unnecessary to go on at length about the questions that are raised from this medrash, since all the words from the beginning to the end are virtually impossible to understand. So it would appear to the poverty of my understanding to explain all this based on what our our sages say in the Gemara in Masech the Shabbos, 88 side A, when the Pusik in Shihashirim in Song of Songs says, Kisapuach like a apple in the in the 
forest, a tree, a, for, a forest of trees. Gemara says, why is Klyasol compared to an apple? To teach you, just like an apple, the fruit comes before the leaves, so too Klai Yisrael, they said Nasa before Nishma. They said we will do, and then they said we will listen. That's the quote of the Medrash. In order to understand the power of the soul of a Jew in this context, we first have to explain the previous Medrash. And that is that this word beged, which we are translating as clothing, is connected to the word chet, sin, and begida, which means to rebel. The root word of beged, beis gimel dalad, is the same as the root word of rebel, beis gimel dalad. Before the sin of Adam and Chava, it says arumim v'loyiz b'yishashu. They were unclothed and they were not embarrassed. Afterwards, they hid themselves because they from before the Creator, as it says in the Pasuk, that I saw that I was unclothed and I hid myself. We have a rule that the physical world mirrors the spiritual world. Like the reflection of a face in water. The source of embarrassment and shame is because of this rule. There are two approaches to this, as we will explain. The first approach is that just like Adam HaRishain, the first man, he realized that something was wrong in his neshama and he was missing something that was inside of his life force because of the Avera that he did. And he wanted to cover it up that it shouldn't be seen from the outside. He also felt a necessity to cover his body so that it should not be seen from the outside. And that's because since Adam HaRishain rebelled against his creator, Bogad, he rebelled against his creator, and this Begida, this rebellion, came from the source of his neshama, therefore he required a Beged, a article of clothing, to cover up this uh, sore that he caused himself, and he tried to hide it from before Hashem. And in this way, Beged, an article of clothing, is an, is a symbol to some sort of aspect of evil and 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 bitterness that was dwelling inside of, of man, and the word beged, clothing, is drawn out from this the concept of begida, the rebellion, the beged, the clothing represents this action of rebelliousness that Adam Harishan took when he ate from the fruit, and he felt the need to cover himself up. However, the second approach of this is, is the exact opposite. Since Adam HaRishain sinned, and he brought this guilt inside of himself, the sin became a covering, and a, a foreskin, a orla, that covered up the, inside, the, in, the, innermost, the innermost aspect of neshama, which always remains pure, and it prevented it from shining forth with all of its strength. Like the Puzzle says in Devarim 10, 16, and you will cut away the foreskin of your hearts. And it also says there in Devarim 36, and Hashem, your Almighty, will cut away from your hearts and from the hearts of your children, referring to the spiritual foreskin, that which covers up, that the, the sin brings with it an orla, a kisui, a covering, 
that hides the heart and shuts it off from Hashem. In the future, the removal of this, the mila, the cutting away of this spiritual foreskin, will be in order to make the neshama of a person shine out with all of its glory and all of its strength. And since this portion of Hashem from above that's hidden and separated and covered up inside this husk of evil and, and sin, then that also draws out into the physical world. And it becomes necessary to also cover the body, the physical body, from outside. Because Hashem makes the physical world and the spiritual world in parallel. And just like in the spiritual world, the neshama is covered up because of this begida, this rebellion, so too the physical world, the body, needs to be covered up with a beged, which is the same root word as begida. In a similar manner, people wear clothing as, an, as a proof, an indicator, that within them there is something pure and there is something holy that's cut out from beneath the throne of glory of Hashem, but only right now it has to be covered because of sin and because of impurity. And there's an allusion to this in the word beged that comes, it comes from it, ba god, like we find by the birth of God, the, the son of Yaakov, that God is from the Lushan of Gadu Ilona, which means to say, cut away the tree. So Gadu, Ba God, has a, has, a, has a connection with this concept of cutting away, and it has the concept of Begida, of rebelliousness. Similarly, in our case, Beged, covering, clothing, is coming from this word, the same word, Ba God, can be made from those three letters of Bez Gimel Dalad, that the revelation of the Taharis, of the purity of the Nisham of a person, is cut away and separated from him through his rebelliousness. And behold, in the future, when Hashem will have mercy on his nation, and he will send his Mashiach to redeem us, the Pesach says, Hashem, And with the fear of Hashem, he will smell. That the righteous Redeemer of Israel will judge people with the sense of smell. The focal point of this matter is that because the sense of smell is different from other senses, that in order to touch or to taste something, you have to you have to touch it directly. There has to be a connection directly between the person and the thing. The sense of of sight is is better than this because you don't actually have to touch it directly. You can see it from afar. A person can see something even if it's very far from him. However, there is if a wall is between him and the thing, then already he can't see either. And the thing he wants to see is hidden from him. And that's where the sense of, of, of sense of hearing is even better, that even if there is something in between the person that he, the thing, the person and the thing he wants to hear, the wall or the curtain doesn't stop him and he can still hear it what's, even though it's separated from him. And together with all this, you're still only hearing an external sound. But the sense of smell where you don't have to touch it, and you can smell it, even you can smell the inside of it, what the sense, the, the odor that it's sent, that it's giving off is internal. And that's where the sense of smell is greater than all other senses. And that's why Chazal say in the Gemara in Brachas 43b that besamim, the, the, the fragrant spices that we use at Havdalah, it's something that the Neshama is benefiting from. Because scent is something internal, then similarly, the internal part of the person, 
the neshama is what comes to benefit from that. That's what is it's presented to the neshama, and the neshama senses it. And according to this, we can understand that Yitzchak Avinu, our father Yitzchak, wanted to smell the food that had been brought to him because his entire intention was to smell the inter internalness of it and to, 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 to see what its true essence was about. And that's the explanation of the Pusik here, he smelled the scent of those who rebelled. As we said from the Medrash, he's, the, the word begadav is read by the Medrash as boigdav, those who rebel. Yitzchak realized that the, that the descendants of Yaakov would be, there will be wicked people, and even with their wickedness and the things that they did wrong, in the end they would come close to Hashem through a complete tshuva. And Yitzchak realized that this kind of action to turn over from moment to moment, to turn from a wicked person to a righteous person, and to have regret on what had happened in the past in this way, in such a strong way, in such a, an elevated way, was impossible unless the person had a had a holy neshama, a something pure and holy that even if it would be covered up from with a mountain as high as forever of the, the of the terrible husks and impurities, nevertheless it would be impossible to extinguish it completely. And at the and at a time of tragedy, this part is awakened. This part of the neshama is awakened and it throws off of it all of anything dirty and anything impure. So accordingly, we find that in the world there are two sources of begadim. The first is by the nations of the world, that their neshama, their souls, are sustained from three impure sources, as is explained in the Sefer Atanya at the end of the first parak, and they don't have a chelik elikamimal, they don't have a portion of Hashem from above. The purpose of their clothing is to cover up their shame that they have this blemish and that they have this lack in their soul because of the original sin of the Eitz And they want to cover it up. And their clothing, their bigdehem, is a proof to the action of begida. Remember, beged and begida, the clothing, is related to the word rebelliousness because of the same root. Now, the second source of clothing is by B'nai Yisrael, who are from birth given a pure neshama that's carved out from beneath the holy throne of Hashem, and their need for clothing shows that there's something inside that is underneath the husk of sin, but it's very glorious and it shows out through, and now it has to be hidden and concealed from the eye in the Orla and the spiritual foreskin of Tuma that is weakening its great light. So now we can understand the end of the Pusik by Yvarcheu that Yitzchak gave Yaakov a bracha. He said, See, the scent of my son is like the scent of a field that has blessed by Hashem. So now he's saying that I'm smelling the in the inner essence of this, that these people that come from him will rebel, but they have such a strong ability and such a, an elevated strength that they will be able to save themselves from the depths of wickedness and do tshuva 
and return to Hashem. So that's an explanation and the reason why I smell the field that Hashem blessed. And Rashi explains that it's a field of apples because that is the nature and the strength of, of, this, of this nation to answer Nasa and Nishma, that just like there is a internal purity that even by a complete wicked person, it can be awakened and to completely turn him around from a Russia to a Tzaddik from one moment to the next, similarly that same inner essence has no other will except to do the will of its creator because it is completely connected with Hashem and it feels this connection constantly and therefore it's ready and constantly able to announce we will do and we will listen that its fruit comes before its leaves just like the fruit is the main thing it comes before the leaves that cover up and protect the fruit so too the essence of the Jewish neshama comes from a source that precedes all and is higher than all it's greater than anything from a place far above any kind of earthly understanding or reasoning and their neshama comes to them through this expression of saying we will do and then we will understand that that's beyond natural understanding and it's only because of the essence of the neshama's source this ability is not found by the nations of the world it's only by the Jews and therefore it was fitting to ya for Yaakov to receive the bracha as mentioned in Bereshis 23-28 and the Almighty will give to you it can also be explained that godliness will be given to you